You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. And welcome to First Bite, our Detroit Lions offseason preview podcast, where we are starting to talk about the Detroit Lions offseason, their GM search, their head coaching search. My name is Jeremy Reisman. I am the host of uh, First Bite and uh, managing editor of Pride of Detroit. With me, as always, is my co-host, Ryan Matthews at Ryan underscore POD. Ryan, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing well. You're definitely both of those things, Jeremy. I wasn't sure if you were unsure of whether or not you're both things, but you are. <laughs> Hundred percent, both of those things, my man. It, you know, it, we're recording on a Friday. I'm, I'm thinking about the weekend. I'm thinking about maybe a day off. So I'm not, I'm not in business mode here. But uh, we got to get to business mode here because on these preview podcasts, we've been talking about the head coaching search. We've talked about a couple head coaching candidates, but the GM search is really heating up for the Lions. They've got a couple interviews already in the bag. They got one coming up that I want to talk about tonight, and that is a former Houston Texans. GM Rick Smith. And so we've got a very special guest with us today to break down. Tell us all about him. Aaron Wilson at Aaron Wilson underscore NFL, the beat writer for the Houston Chronicle. Aaron, how are you doing tonight? Doing great, guys. How are you? Great, great. Um, I want to jump right into this. Um, Chris Spielman talked this week and he talked a lot about the culture and, and building the culture in the line. So I want to know just, you know, who is Rick Smith as a person? If, if he's trying to build a culture, what kind of culture is that? Who is he, is he, you know, kind of a, an authoritarian type? Is he more of a caring type uh, from your time working with him um, or aside him? Um, how would you describe him as a person? Right. Yeah. Just to make it clear, I covered Rick as a beat writer for a couple of seasons and Rick was pretty firmly established as the general manager. He had been in the position. He had a total of 13 years as general manager yeah. And he started off with Gary Kubiak, and then I covered him in the Bill O'Brien era. And then, so I got to know Rick, uh, not as well as I would say like John McClain, who'd known him you know, since the early days of the franchise. But yeah, I got to know Rick, and you know, I think Rick did a lot of good things, including especially Deshaun Watson and drafting J.J. Watt and DeAndre Hopkins. He's an accomplished executive. He, I would say, is the strongest at drafting. And not missing on high draft picks. That's the big thing for him. He would get that right. And he would have excellent information. He was good at working trades. And he was somewhat creative when they made a mistake, like with Brock Osweiler and a salary dump and getting out of the contract and moving on from him so that they don't have a long-term cap charge. They typically had good salary cap management with Rick. 
his management style is inclusive in the sense that he will listen a lot to scouts and coaches. He tended to get Bill O'Brien, the players that Bill, I wasn't here with him with Gary Kubiak, but, you know, they would have success finding someone. Uh, there was a scout named Mike Martin that identified Arian Foster as an undrafted free agent from out of Tennessee. And he made sure that Mike got credit for that signing, and he supported that. And then as Arian developed from the practice squad to becoming a Pro Bowl running back, you know, Rick always made sure everyone knew that Mike Martin, you know, was the, the primary reason that he was on the roster. And I think that builds a lot of loyalty when you do that. I still have guys to this day that will talk about things Rick did, the way he would run the draft room, the conversations they would have. And, yeah, I've never had anyone say, well, he's a bad boss or, you know, he was difficult to work for. I think like everyone, they have their good days and bad days. But, yeah, he's a well-liked, popular executive. He was pretty active in the community. Um, he had a very difficult time personally when his wife was diagnosed with breast cancer and then she passed about a little over a year ago. And, you know, it was a thing that for Rick, you know, he took a leave of absence, but it was a little more complicated than that. There was a conflict with Bill and a power struggle and Bill won that fight. And I, I think that he may have would have stepped away regardless because of his personal situation, but it wasn't entirely voluntary because of Bill O'Brien and that Bill was pushing hard. He wanted to have more personnel power. He took issue with some of Rick's decisions and well, now Bill is also out of a job after an on four start, they fired him. Right. Right. Yeah. So um, Aaron Ryan Matthews from Pride of Detroit. Uh, the, the thing that's that's interesting because you kind of just put Rick Smith in a, in a nutshell there for everybody, you know, uh, kind of painted a a pretty a pretty you know um, uh, vivid picture of who he is. I would like to get into a little bit of the minutia, um, some of the successes and failures. You know, you mentioned he had in, in player acquisition, um, some of the big hits that he had. You know, JJ Watt, some of these other players. Um, was he kind of the driving force behind the Texans drafting Deshaun Watson? Yes, absolutely. Um, I don't know if you saw an article I did last Sunday. It ran on a, on a Saturday online, but I wrote a, I'd say a couple thousand words, actually uh, almost 3,000 words about that. And it described what went on in the draft room, what went on the day of the draft, some of the preliminary things that Rick did. Rick had a really strong conviction that he should be the guy. He scouted the national championship game in person. He had spent a lot of time. He worked on everything, though. He didn't do what the Bears did, where they zeroed in on Mitchell Trubisky. His process was to look at all the quarterbacks. And so I was at the airport when Deshaun flew into town for his visit. And me and one other reporter, we met Deshaun when he was arriving at George Bush Airport. And he was going to head over to NRG Stadium. He's waiting for to get his bags and then go to the car. And, so he just chatted with us briefly, and it was a really important meeting. That They put him on the whiteboard. They had a good interaction with him. He talked football with Bill O'Brien and the other coaches. Patrick Mahomes had just left. And I talked to Patrick Mahomes that night about how did your visit go, what was it like talking ball with the Texans. He's obviously a guy from Tyler, Texas, so he was interested, very interested in the, you know, the Texans. And 
They did the same thing with Trubisky. They did a very, you know, fair, extensive process, but they preferred Watson. And then they moved to get him. And he asked for a show of hands. And only a few people put their hands up. And he said, well, I'm making an executive decision. I'm making this call right now. We're going to trade for him. And everybody good? And Bill O'Brien was like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. He wasn't as enthusiastic. He didn't have the same vision and passion for him that Rick did. Obviously, he got on board, and he didn't have a big problem with it. But that's it. I just would say the enthusiasm that uh, if you even look back at photos from that day, you'll see what Rick looks like as they're making the trade, and you know Bill looks kind of you know lukewarm. But <laughs> that said, yeah, you know, I think what you look at that's his biggest you know masterstroke move. JJ Watt. You know, drafting a future Hall of Fame defensive end was good too. In that instance, Patrick Peterson was gone, and he, I was told, would have been the pick. Wade Phillips advocated very strongly that getting J.J. Watt would be like getting a, like a Randy White type of style player, someone that could rush the passer, stuff the run, and Wade had a really strong conviction. But, yeah, I would say listening to a really smart defensive coach like Wade Phillips and, you know, not using only that to make your decision, but listening to that opinion while you're on the clock, uh, I mean, those are all good signs. Where he would have a, a hole in his game would be drafting in the third round. They missed on a lot of guys. Uh, it's a collection of names that was kind of so many people would harp on about that. And, you know, his late rounder, you know, wasn't as good. But when it came to drafting, and not just drafting high in the first round, like, you know, DeAndre Hopkins, a lot of people don't realize this, you know, he was picked in the 20s. And so to get him at that spot, that's good. He missed on some free agents, uh, like Ed Reed. Uh, he he didn't have enough information on that about Ed's health. Mm-hmm. And Ed was the Ravens. You know, I was covering the Ravens, and Ed was washed up. Ed did nothing left. He'd had hip surgery, and yeah, it was a really bad decision. And that one backfired on him. But like all of them, they all miss on people. I would say. He had a lot more hits than misses. He was a successful executive, and that's why now that you know, he's been through the grieving process, he's been spending time with his family, he's been doing yoga, he's been meditating, he's been reflecting and getting ready for this. He did a little bit of television. You guys probably saw on NFL Live last year with mm-hmm. his friend Adam Schefter. He's very close to Adam. Uh, Adam attended the funeral uh, when Tiffany, his, his wife, had passed, Rick's wife. And yeah, I think Rick's, you know, I've talked to a lot of friends of Rick. I haven't talked to Rick in a while, but yeah, I would say everything I've heard is Rick's in a very good place uh, as a dad, as a, you know, as a guy that's a widow and ready for the next step. And, you know, I don't even know if Detroit is necessarily his first choice. I think Atlanta is something he's heard he's very interested in. They're very interested in him. It could want to be a competitive situation, but, you know, for Detroit, Honestly, the information I've had is that Thomas Dimitrov has a very good chance to get an offer from them. Mm. But they're, obviously they're going to go through a fair process with right. the family and look at everything. But yeah, I've heard there's a lot of enthusiasm for Dimitrov. Interesting. Um, one last thing before we let you go here. Um, you know, it, it does sound like Rick Smith is a guy who has, you know, a, a solid reputation there still in Houston, despite yeah. kind of the, the the ruffling of feathers there with, with Bill O'Brien. Um, in terms of his... Do well, you, a lot of you, people don't get along with Bill O'Brien. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, Bill, good point. Bill O'Brien is, uh, I would say, Rick's people skills and emotional intelligence and ability to have lasting friendships and 
good relationships where I'm able to call someone that works for another team that no longer works for them, might not go to work for them, just, you know, because they're settled somewhere else. For them to speak that highly of him and spend a lot of time with a writer on the phone and, you know, just speak on background about Rick and, and what he did, I would say that speaks volumes because that shows loyalty and also that people respect him. Absolutely. Um, the, the one question I want to have before, before we let you go here is just like, do you, did you kind of grasp an over overall philosophy he had while he was the general manager there in terms of whether it's a draft free agency, is it high character guys, you know, guys with, you know, yeah, he cared a lot about that. He Mm -hmm. did not like to bring in, if you look back, they did not have a lot of guys with major off field problems. If you want to go through, you could see like DJ Swearinger, you know, it wasn't like DJ was, the worst behaved guy where DJ had a few things happen here, a few incidents, one with some car rims thing and his dog bit Jadavian Clowney and uh, Swearinger was a lot of control on the field. They want to play special teams. That was one of his, probably one of his worst draft picks. Uh, but yeah, the theme was he wanted fast guys. He wanted very athletic and he was willing to sacrifice sometimes on, you know, workout numbers if the player was special like a DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre wasn't a fast 40 guy, but he really had an understanding of what the player was. Or if you look at Dwayne Brown, who's you know the best offensive lineman they ever had, uh, including Laramie Tunsil. Dwayne wasn't that tall, uh, but he's really physical and he had a nasty streak. So, you know, like I think if you look at all of, you know, Rick's guys, he liked toughness. Guys like J.J. Watt, Brian Cushing, like hard-hitting football players. And he was willing sometimes to sacrifice some speed if the guy could just flat out play or, you know, was a smart player. Like Jonathan Joseph, someone he signed to a big contract to leave the Bengals in free agency. That guy played a lot of games, started a long time, but he lasted a long time too. He's still playing even. But I think overall, he was a good GM. He was successful and he had a long run. Most guys don't last that long. All right, that's Aaron Wilson. Uh, again, you can catch his stuff over at the Houston Chronicle and on Twitter at Aaron Wilson underscore NFL. Um, before we go, is there anything you want to plug that, that Lions fans might be interested in? I No, just if you want to read more about Rick, uh, I, I recommend reading the article from last Sunday about one team's bad decision on Mitchell Trubisky and the Texans' good decision to make maneuver to draft Deshaun Watson. I think it's instructive about Rick and his process. Appreciate that. Okay, we will go check that out. When we come back, we're going to break down everything Aaron said and talk more about Rick Smith as a Lions general manager candidate. Stick with us. And we are back on First Bite, our preview podcast. We just talked to Aaron Wilson, the the beat writer for the Houston Chronicle, about Lions GM candidate Rick Smith, the former general manager of the Houston Texans. A lot of interesting stuff there, Ryan. Um, Is there one thing that he said that maybe stuck out to you uh, besides the Dimitri off stuff, which we'll get to in a minute? um, But but what he said about Rick Smith that either was like, yeah, that's a guy I want or maybe I don't know about him. 
I don't think he said a single thing that made me wary of him in any sense. I mean, he I'm trying to parse through all of the stuff he dropped because I, I even though he was only here briefly, I feel like Aaron Wilson painted, like I said, a pretty vivid picture of who Rick Smith is, not only as a general manager, but also kind of as a person a little bit um, in terms of his interpersonal relationships. Um, I, I have to say that the the one thing that stuck out to me is the story that he told about Arian Foster and mm-hmm. giving credit to that scout who, you know, kind of thumped the table for him as an undrafted free agent coming out of Tennessee and the type of goodwill that that probably generates within an organization. Um, it's, it's almost, uh, yes, it's a reward based system, but at the same time, like you deserve all the credit in the world. If you're the guy who says, Hey, I think Arian Foster can, can be our guy. Let's keep him on the practice squad. And then all of a sudden he develops into, uh, a pro bowl talent. So I think that that's a, uh, I think that was maybe that was my biggest takeaway. I think from, from what Aaron Wilson had to, had to share about Rick Smith. Yeah. And I think I came into the interview with, three popular concerns that I read from, you know, other fans or even that I had my own. Um, one is, is the feud with, with Bill O'Brien and he, he basically kind of confirmed what I thought it's probably Bill O'Brien's fault, probably being kind of an, an a-hole as, as he's painted to be. And I, I think I came away with this interview, you know, thinking, you know, no character issues at all. The guy sounds like, and, and if you read that athletic peak, piece on him after um you know he he had to step down from the texans um you kind of got a sense this guy is actually a a stand-up citizen so that concern gone um second concern brock osweiler i mean we have to talk about it it was a huge flub but it sounds like he managed it kind of okay i mean for as bad of a mistake as it was he was only in houston for a year and he they managed to pawn him off pawn him off in kind of a creative way and 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 really not get complete cap relief from, and it's something that they still kind of had to deal with because you're not going to just completely get rid of that. But, you know, they kind of erased it. And then, you know, when you come back and you draft Deshaun Watson, and I knew kind of the story he was telling that he was the one pounding the table. I'm glad you asked it, though, so that other people could hear. Um, I, I think that kind of erased all the bad will in terms of him not being able to find a quarterback for really, what, eight? years of his first 12 years there and and granted he's dealing with a, a franchise that's still and it, it was still was in its infancy um and it's not easy to find a quarterback in this league. well that's exactly what i was going to say jeremy like i think that that's where lions fans are kind of um a little bit spoiled in a sense like matthew stafford has been around for so long franchise quarterbacks don't grow on trees they're pretty difficult to find and sometimes you end up in bed with brock osweiler um but i, I think <laughs> what, what you said is one of the most um interesting things is that rick smith was able to find some creative way to pawn him off on the Cleveland Browns. So yeah, um, yeah kudos to him and kudos to Cleveland just being forever dumb. <laughs> forever dumb. Um, yeah. Uh, what was my third concern about him? I don't remember now. I was trying to think of that entire answer, but um, I guess I, I, the, the only other thing I can think of that, that I really, I guess free agency like the, and he kind of alluded to it a little bit. Like he's, he's better at the draft free agency. There hasn't been a ton of hits. And so, um, you know, he, he, he whiffed on Ed Reed as he mentioned. So um, maybe a a slight concern there. I mean, you're not going to find a perfect candidate here, but I would say Rick Smith is probably solidly in my top five, um, maybe even higher than that, just because I think the characters there, we, we talked, we heard all week, Chris Spielman saying like this, this, 
organization needs to have, you know, one pride. They, they need to be from top to bottom. Communication needs to be key. They need to be able to work together. They need to be able to delegate. And and I think that's what we also heard from the interview is, is Rick Smith can delegate well. He can trust his scouts to say Arian Foster is really good. Or he can trust his scouts to say, um, who else did he say? J.J. Watt, right? Yeah. It wasn't his necessarily his idea. Right. Or even another um, UDFA, A.J. Bouye mm-hmm. was another big hit in Houston. Yeah. And so I, I think, I think I'm, I'm, I'd be totally fine. It's not necessarily a pick that would get me like jumping through the roof or I'm, I'm super pumped about it. But at the same time, it's like, listen, the Lions just picked up a, a, a good person, a guy with a ton of experience, a guy who has gotten superstars to Detroit. And that's something the Lions really haven't been able to do since Matthew Stafford. I mean, they have they've they've gotten okay first round picks, but they don't have those blue chip players on the on the roster that they so desperately need. They don't have those franchise guys that that stick around for years and years and years and years. Um, so I think Rick Smith is is a fine candidate, and uh, we'll see how he does on his interview during the week of of Christmas. We'll see. Yeah, and I think the one other thing I want to mention about Rick Smith is um, his just ability. To and this is something that Aaron Wilson mentioned, um, you know, in his in his talk that we just had with him, uh, kind of his drafting philosophy. Like it was pretty refreshing to hear that he prioritizes things like speed. Yep, yep. Um, but that he also prior that he doesn't put a ton of stock into the numbers at the combine if the tape says something else. Um, I, I know, I know. Favorite. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I. <laughs> That no GM is going to come without warts, right? I mean, um, especially I think in in the NFL, like if, and I know Rick Smith's situation is a little bit different because he did a really compassionate, empathetic thing to to step away from his profession and to take care of his wife. Um, but I mean, if if there's a perfect GM candidate, there's then there there's a team that he's already attached to. You know what I mean? Like if right. there's a perfect GM candidate. He he's already working for a team. So um I think Rick Smith is maybe about as perfect a candidate that you can get that isn't currently a GM that used to be a GM. Yeah. And and Chet's mentioning maybe the one big flaw in his resume outside of Osweiler's is hiring Bill O'Brien in the first place. But you have to imagine he probably learned his lesson there, right? Like if they were feuding as hard as as it sounded like they were, uh, I don't think he would risk uh, another head coaching hiring on a guy like like him. Well, hey, and for Lions fans, he's not going to go after somebody else from the Bill Belichick tree. So that should be music to your ears, right? Yeah, that, that should really be a positive more than a negative. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Before we close things up, we have to talk about him just kind of slyly dropping in the knowledge that maybe the Lions have a, a, a very big interest in Thomas Dimitrov, the, the former Falcons general manager, just fired back in October. Um, Ryan, I know he was high on your list. Why don't you just kind of go into like, one, how excited him just saying those words made you, and two, why he's such a hot candidate for you. Yeah, I mean, he just has to be a hot candidate, right? Because he has, again, um, he has the experience, right? He's He did it in Atlanta. Uh, he really built a team that, I mean, the likes of that offense that the Falcons had when Matt Ryan won his MVP, I mean, that's that's an all-time offense. I mean, that's a, that's a team that was a was a couple of plays away and you know a teflon tom comeback away from winning a super bowl so yeah um i i think that thomas dimitrov is is right there in the same tier as as a rick smith so i think it's interesting that 
you know, Aaron Wilson alluded that the Lions might be uh, really high on Dimitrov just because, again, it's an experienced guy. It's a guy who's been a general manager before, and it's a guy who's proven that, you know what, he's hit on a lot of players. Um, so that that's why I'm personally interested in Dimitrov. Um, and, uh, you know, even, even hiring a guy, like, because Dan Quinn was his hire, if I'm not mistaken. So, um, yeah, and, you know, say what you will about Dan Quinn, but he eventually put the right people in place. Kyle Shanahan was his offensive coordinator. I mean, he was running in the defense and Atlanta's defense was, was pretty good too. And, um, I, uh, I, I would be happy again. I I think I kind of echo the same sentiments that you have about Rick Smith. Like, would I be jumping for joy and would I be outside doing snow angels in you know, this Michigan winter? Probably not, but I would, I would be much more comfortable than if the lions, go with a guy who doesn't have the experience. Yeah. I think part of the appeal for me with Dimitrov is just how extensive his, his resume is. I mean, there, you won't find a a longer resume out of anyone. The guy has been scouting since the night, since 1992. Uh, Basically, uh, general manager for 12 years, the Falcons uh, director of college scouting for the Patriots before that. And then, before 2003 scouter with the Patriots scouting with the Browns scouting with the Lions scouting with the Chiefs the guy's been all over the place which is also I think a big positive kind of having that diversified roster where uh resume I should say where you're not just in one place the entire time um but yeah I mean you look at the Falcons teams of the past five ten years anytime they struggle it's never it's never been like man that team doesn't have any talent it's just like how's the coaching not getting things right right now like it felt like that the Falcons had a big drop off, not because of talent, but because Kyle Shanahan went to the 49ers and uh, defensively, they've kind of been up and down. And and yeah, again, kind of not getting the red right head coach, um, not choosing the right head coach there and maybe fighting harder to, to keep Kyle Shanahan, maybe a big mistake. But I mean, sometimes you just kind of have to let guys go. You can't keep around offensive coordinators as long as you want and you aren't going to hit perfect on head coaching candidates either. So. Um, Dimitrov is definitely a top five guy for me as well. And and to see that the Lions are, are very interested in him is, is good news, I would say. Um before before we close out, is 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 he your leader in, in the clubhouse right now? I mean, we can go over all the guys that the Lions have been tied to so far, and let's just focus on the external guys. And we're recording this on on Friday night, the night in which they they already uh interviewed Lewis Riddick. Uh, there's Rick Smith, there's Terry Fontenot, the uh, the Saints' current v- vice president, assistant general manager, pro personnel. Obviously, they can't interview him till the Saints' regular season is over. Scott Pioli is a guy who's scheduled to get an interview next week. I don't think he's probably necessarily high on a lot of people's lists. And then uh, Dimitrov as well. So out of those names, the guys that at least have a, you know, a certain amount of interest from the Lions, is there one that stands out to you? Yeah, it's Terry Fontenot. And he was he was on my short list um, when I wrote about general manager candidates for the Lions. Um, there were three guys, Ed Dodds, Terry Fontenot and um, Adam Peters from mm-hmm. San Francisco. Uh, Fontenot, the, the reason why he kind of checks the boxes for me is 16 seasons with the Saints organization. Sixth season this year as director of pro scouting, um, you know. He is technically I mean, his official title is VP assistant general manager uh, pro personnel. It seems like the Saints have just done a phenomenal job of keeping talent 
in New Orleans um, for such a long time. And, yeah. uh, you know, I, I think that a guy like Fontenot would be would be a great hire if you're going to hire somebody who, you know, doesn't have the general manager experience. And um, he's also I mean, he's he's enlisted some interest around the league, too. I mean, I, I know the uh, I think the Falcons were interested in him as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if they scheduled an interview with him or they're planning on scheduling an interview. They with are, him, yeah. So you alluded. Yeah. Um, until until the season's over so um he's he's probably at the top of my personal list um if if i if i'm the lions and if i'm the the brass that has kind of been assembled to to lead this search i have an inkling and a feeling and it's not just because aaron wilson just dropped his name but i feel like dimitrov might be the leading candidate for the job yeah it i mean i that's what i came away with today's show with uh, is that he probably is. I do kind of think I like Rick Smith the most right now, actually. The, mo- the more I think about it is just the guy is taking a couple years off. He's, he's settled in. He's, he's ready to get back in there. He's, he's hungry as hell. He, he's obviously a very good person and, and a fairly good drafter. I got, I got a lot of faith in a guy, uh, in a guy like that. I, I really think he's kind of got his head on straight. And um, as, as Aaron Wilson said, he's going to be a hot commodity. I, th- I think it might be tough to kind of pry him from Atlanta. It kind of sounds like based on what he was saying. But, um, you know, if, if two people are fighting over a GM, that probably means he's, he's got um, a, a pretty good reputation. And, and by all means, it sounds like he was well-loved across the NFL. Part of that, the athletic piece, um, that was written about him in the aftermath after um, his wife passed away was just how many people across the entire NFL went to that funeral. And so having those sort of connections is good in terms of being able to hire other people on your staff. It's good in terms of maybe being able to make moves as a general manager with trades and things like that. So um, a well-connected, well-respected guy is a guy I want and part of the Lions organization. So I think Rick Smith might be my guy right now. Yeah. And I think something that we need to highlight about all these guys is, and this is just something that might become a reality here in Detroit. You know, um, we're, I'm not going to tell Jeremy to kick rocks because of uh, <laughs> certain Matthew Stafford rumors, but I mean, this is an organization that might have to be preparing itself for life beyond Matthew Stafford. And a guy like Rick, Rick Smith pounded the table and drafted Deshaun Watson. Uh, Thomas Dimitrov's first draft pick for the Atlanta Falcons, Matt Ryan. Um, and then if you look at Terry Fontenot, yes, uh, sixth season of being director of pro personnel, he was a guy who took a shot on Teddy Bridgewater and, you know, did his due diligence and, and got a guy who, I mean, now he's in Carolina and he's a starting quarterback. So, um, that's something really important to keep in mind. I mean, yeah. the, the quarterback is the straw that stirs a drink for every NFL team. So, um, that's probably my, my biggest quality that I'm, that I'm looking for in terms of the minutia that you get into when it comes to, um, you know, hiring a general manager is can they hit on quarterbacks and, and these guys definitely have a track record with it. Yeah. And the lines might be in a posi- position where they have to be a little aggressive too. And the fact that Rick Smith went up and, and grabbed, um, the guy that he wanted is, is something that he might have to do in, in 2021 or, you know, if the lines decide to wait a year, maybe 2022. So did and so did the Chiefs when they moved up and got Patrick Mahomes, and yep. so did the Bears when they moved up and got. Oh wait, <laughs> why? 
All right. And I think with that note, that horrible, horrible note, let's just let's not get Ryan Pace, I guess. I think that's what we are all learning. Um, if he becomes available, let's keep him available. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, we'll be back soon. Uh, Sunday. I, actually, I don't know when we're dropping this on our podcast feed. So we'll be keep doing these GM interviews, trying to get to know these candidates from the people that know them best, because that's really the best way to get to know them. And so thank you for joining us today. Uh, we'll be back next week with a new episode, with a new host, with a new guest, I should say. Not a new host. Uh, my job is not being taken as far as I know. Uh, and we'll talk about a new candidate. So until then, it's chaos. Be kind. <laughs>